0: Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity French.
0: And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change.
1: With the number two.
0: We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can live the life of a small business owner.
1: Ah, And what a great life it is. It's
0: been two weeks since we've taped.
1: It has. Last
0: week was weird. When I walked in, I saw Drago and felt like... You remember how everybody complained that March was so long? Uh-huh. All that memes on Facebook and everything, and now with April. I mean, we're at April 30th here, but been Two weeks since we've seen each other, I've missed you. So,
1: I've missed you too. To and you. in the two weeks since we've been together face to face, you've grown a beard and hair.
0: I know, shaved my head completely. Well, oh, I forgot about the beard, yes. Yeah, yeah. so I'll figure what the heck, I'll see what it looks like. It's a lot of gray, so on camera, it doesn't come across, yet, <laughs> but it's there. So, because what else you can do at the house, right? Yeah. yeah, so I like it. Yeah, so, anyways, uh, off of a two week break, we brought in, we thought we better uh, re announce our presence with authority. Mm -hmm. so we brought in the the goosehead guys goosehead insurance scott rudder and dirk miracle gentlemen glad to have you here today
2: thanks for having us yeah thank you so we
0: are we get points for getting you out of the house appreciate it whatever happens happens whatever said said you're out of the house
2: appreciate it yes your wife appreciates it. well
1: we are super pumped um i have been a big fan of scott's for a very long time um, we were I? we were introduced um, by a mutual friend, and I just had heard nothing but good things. And Dirk, I've heard a lot about you. Oh, uh, that's not good. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting podcast today to get so. to dig in and really get to know the the real guys behind the goose head.
0: Dirk has the young guy problem during coronavirus. He can't get his hair cut. I can't,
1: this
0: and he wrong. has hair to cut. I do, and that's a problem. But he wears nice hats, That's, so I, if you I, see him I, within the next month, he'll probably still be wearing that. Just look for the shiny red afro. If you yeah. drive to Tennessee or Georgia, I think you can get your haircut starting May one.
3: I'm not there yet. I'd say, you know, I'm just—I've never had my hair this long, so I'm, I'm just kind of seeing what happens.
0: Well, you look handsome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I think that is actually um, one of the unifying factors of all of our guests is that they're all extremely good looking. Yes. Because, you know, you just have to hang out with extremely good-looking people oh, yeah. at all I mean, times because, you know. yeah. why not? Game respects game, right? Right?
2: <laughs> uh, well, and it's funny you mention that because Goosehead, where the corporate headquarters is in Westlake, Texas, I swear oh, the yeah. screening process, everybody's beautiful. I mean, well, guys and girls. Dallas suburbs, it's, yeah. It's, everybody is good-looking. It's crazy.
0: I My first job out of college was at the University of Texas in Austin. And this was the old Southwest Conference. I won't for everybody, but it's Texas A&M, TCU, SMU, all those, Houston, all those schools, the same commerce. So we go to Fort Worth, we go to Dallas, we went to Waco and Lubbock and all that. I'm with you, man, the Texas girls. I married one, so I did well, but wee yeah. Wee.
3: Yeah, I kid you not. They, I think they, they brought Scott and I are in just to flatten the curve a little bit. And <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> there's video of this, just not any that will be printed on our end. That's they exactly have their right. own video, so.
2: Well, well, let's put it this way. They'll, they'll sell a franchise to anybody but we definitely wouldn't have been hired for corporate. No, not right. Definitely not. When
0: you applied, they didn't want your picture. <laughs> they just, <they> just <laughs> wanted your financial statements. That's, it.
2: That's exactly oh, right. Well, nothing and wrong we, with that. And we've definitely all married up.
0: Scott's oh, yeah. married up. Oh, yeah. I've uh, married up. Yeah. So
2: we are yeah. very blessed. I'm yeah. pleased.
1: I'll make sure that he, well, he listens to every podcast. He does. that We'll so, make sure that he makes note of that. So at any but point, he knows
0: it. At any point in time, you want to say hi to Scott just again. We just yeah. we say what we say here. So, uh, this is the first of a couple episodes we're going to do with you guys because there's a lot to dig into. First of all, uh, you guys kind of like us. You guys come from different backgrounds. So how did you meet? How did you guys get together? What's the genesis of this?
1: And before we get started, will you introduce yourselves oh, so that way people know which voice is which? Oh,
0: ah, very good.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm Dirk Miracle, um, with, I guess one of the the good-looking goosehead guy. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. probably the way you know that you guys can kind of remember me. <laughs> <laughs> there's
2: a, sh-
1: there's about to be a brawl. No, yeah, oh, there <laughs> is.
2: <laughs> and I'm Jay Scott Rudder, the other goosehead guy. So
0: you can remember the louder voice and the quieter voice and that probably will help you separate the two. Perfect. So, but good call. Good hey, call, so.
1: you know what? I'm yep. just I'm just here to keep things
0: yeah.
2: in order and Air on traffic track. control. Yes. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. A, so how did you guys get together under Goosehead?
2: Yeah, sure. So we met about a year ago at my financial advisor's uh, Mm -hmm. mixer, which was at a brewery. I believe it was Raleigh Brewing, if I'm not mistaken. And so, you know, one of the things that I found in Dirk is I was new to my role in banking with First Citizens, and Dirk was relatively new to his, you know, Goosehead franchise. And so, you know, I saw him out there shaking hands, kissing babies, and figured, hey, he's somebody that's aggressive, he's hustling, he's out there, that's somebody I want to kind of, you know, do things with, networking with and everything. So then- um, you know, I had an idea about starting a Rockstar franchise, mm-hmm. and so we bought into that, partnered up on that. And, uh, you know, I just saw how incredibly well that, you know, Dirk's been doing with the business and how, you know, as one person, he could only handle but so much. And you know, the problem with banking is I was capped to what I can make. And I'm a very driven, driven person, so I, I don't want to be capped to what I can make. And the only person that can hold me back now is myself. So it just, Well, and I think that was sense. the thing too, like
3: Scott just, he, he stayed on me. That's one thing you're gonna learn about Scott is he's a very, he's very good at follow up. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I remember one day, cause we, we, were, we were doing networking, it was going really well. And you know, the rock star was just, I mean, we, we, we had great numbers and, and I mean, it was just a really good time. We worked really, really well together. I think, and what you're gonna see, and probably we'll dive into this a little bit later is that, you know, our skills and our weaknesses both kind of counter each mm-hmm. other, which makes for a good partnership. Um, you know, I push him in areas that, that he needs to be pushed in and he pushes back in areas that I need to be pushed in. But um, I think that's we saw that very quickly and how we worked with each other at Rockstar. And, you know, it, it, it just kind of led into one other thing. And, 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 and he just kept asking me saying, hey, what? You know, if you, you ever thought about having a business partner, I'd, I'd be interested and, you know, I was just like, oh, I you know, I can't even think about that right now. And then Scott would come back. Hey, if you ever think about having a business partner, I think I'd be interested.
0: Since the last time I asked you if you yeah, thought about it. about five minutes ago.
3: And, and so, you know, but it, it, I, as, as you sit back and look, and if you're ever thinking about trying to, you know, who do you want to go into business with, you do want somebody that, that does challenge you, but yet somebody that's going to work harder than you. And I think I, I'm very, I've been in a lot of different business situations to where I have hired people that wanted to work maybe a quarter as, as hard as I do. Mm. But when you sit there and meet somebody that works just as hard as you do, as not as not harder, then I mean you got to take advantage of that. And I think that's what we realize that that you know we need to do something together. And uh, it it, you know
0: if we got going at full speed, look out. That's somewhat consistent with us. We met. What are we going on, a year-ish since we've known each other about? Yeah,
1: we probably but, should have celebrated our anniversary. We will. But well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to start tonight. Thanks for the <laughs> bottle
0: of rain vodka. <laughs> we met, I was a consulting director for BNI. if anybody doesn't know Business Networking International. I was a consulting director for Trinity's Chapter, which I'm now a member of. We met, and I, I think a lot probably with you guys is you meet somebody, and you're like, man, there's something here. And you talk a little bit more, and you go... Oh yeah and it, and it doesn't take long right I mean you do once you two started talking
2: well I mean again I, I guess for us he was definitely hard to uh, to grow on me so and, and he might feel the same way so it wasn't that instant love attraction like you guys had okay so just because we are so you know bipolar opposite if you will one spectrum to the other so again it, it took a little bit of a uh, little bit of time. All right, but Dirk's got such a big heart, and you know, spiritually, you know, things are aligned. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, he's a great father and husband, and family is a big admirer of his. So, um, you know, people can be misperceived, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys will find out more about Dirk right today. Can't it's what we hope wait. to expose? Oh, so. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> dig Turn in. I'm feeling this is a
3: setup.
0: Well, <laughs> I, 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 you I see this I, coming. I it's not, on video I right did here. The memo. <laughs> when did you want to make the jump out of banking? A, out of banking, and B, into insurance.
2: Basically, banking, how that whole thing came about, I got recruited off of LinkedIn, I was with SunTrust Bank for two years, and then again, had a dream position with First Citizens Bank. And, you know, found myself with no experience doing very, very well um, with both, you know, organizations. And I knew if I stayed in banking, I was gonna become a financial advisor. And again, insurance, it's one of those things where every living, breathing person, if you drive something, if you rent something, you know, you have to have it, right? the farming process for financial advisor would have taken a much longer time. Plus, I don't find myself that smart, so it would have been a lot more compliance, a lot more testing and everything else. So obviously, I wish I would have sta- started in my 20s, right? Um, Says my, all of us, yes. yes. Because yes, <laughs> my godfather did very, very well in the insurance business. Um, so, but yeah, it, it, it checked all the boxes for me. So again, being a relationship guy, again, always looking to provide value in everything I do. And I think, really, I'm advantaged not having the experience, just like I was in banking. So you don't have those bad habits like people that have been in the industry for a long time have, especially when they've started to jump around. So um, and, and really what I like is being able to have the potential to build a legacy to where I can not only set up a good lifestyle for my family, but also be able to do more charity. I do a lot of you know charity now yep. with time, volunteerism, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to financially give back, too. And I think that with hard work, you can get yourself to that point because, again, you make the relationship, you keep them as a client, you continue to get paid year over year. So- and
0: this goes back to one of the things Trinity has been preaching since we met was, and it took me a while to understand it when she said, oh, you're a career evolutionist. And it makes perfect sense now, and it sounds a lot what from your track to Goosehead, right? It's like, yes, kind of, but oh, that way, and then just... Kind of found your calling, right? Sounds like, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a big proponent of people embracing all of the skills and the experience that they've learned along the way and applying it to their next endeavor. And I think so often when people make a career change, and I'm using air quotes over here because it you you're discounting all of this experience that you have before. Just because you're changing industries or you're changing whatever, it doesn't mean that the management and the leadership and the follow-up skills that you had that made you successful in one arena aren't just as important in the next endeavor that you're going on. So that's why I've repositioned And um, what we do is we coach people that want to be a career evolutionist, not a career changer, so they can really stand on the confidence that comes from all the things that you kicked ass at before you got into insurance.
2: You're absolutely right. There's so much truth to that, 100%. And I mean, again, it's really just giving a crap about what you do. You know, it's caring for people and, you know, not just doing, you know, a half-assed job. If you're going to do a job, do it right. If not, don't do it at all. And when you have that compassion, you have people's best interest at heart, you know, it's always going to pay dividends and, and people really appreciate that. It's what I call the holistic approach. You know, I took that in banking, you know, again, went over and beyond the call of duty to tell them the things that most bankers wouldn't take the time to explain. And same thing in insurance. I mean, I, I don't still don't owe my ass from my elbow, but I'm figuring it out every single day. And I've got you know a good partner that has a decade of experience to Who be able to leverage and bounce off of. So,
0: are you glad you're not doing PPP loans right now?
2: Yo, my god, oh my god, <laughs> I, I'm still very in touch with all of my best friends still in the banking industry. If they like, have time to jump answer, off of yeah. bridge, oh my god, uh, our, our banker,
0: too. Yeah, Cherie Brown at, at South State is our banker, and in our BNI chapter, just the look on her face is just. Like with most things, you don't see this coming. You saw, okay, apply for these loans. Here's the process. And then, oh, man, oh, feel for the banker. So.
2: Well, no, because nobody knows what they're doing. It's just, again, they're doing the best yep. they can possibly do. Yep. But as consumers, we're frustrated, right? How can a bank not know what they're doing? But yeah, so it's a challenging time, it's tough.
0: You and I have already done a podcast together, Dirk, so I know part of your story, which is great, the fact that you didn't remember who you beat in the Division Three National Championship game still sticks in my head. Sorry. He was quoting was like made up. movie lines from somewhere, I can't remember who they beat. But your background is goodwill, your background is State Farm, and now you've got your own insurance. Was that the plan one day to have your own company, and then once you got an insurance, to you have your own insurance agency?
3: never. I I don't think you ever like you you get out of college and you're ready to go. And the first thing that you say is I cannot wait till I get my own insurance agency. I I, I literally would love to meet the person that that comes out saying
1: I feel the same way about real estate. Yeah. Yeah, I think
3: I think everything that I've done has been an accident. But you know, I mean, I I do feel that God has a purpose for us. and, and, And I mean, I think regardless of the accident, I mean, technically, it's not an accident, but. You just you just you you're going down you know the path that he has in store for you and and you just you know you, sometimes you just got to hold on and and you know trust that that's what you're supposed to be doing and I mean for me I, I my degrees in history political science secondary education I I, I taught for, for two years I, I I loved it I thought it was great I loved the students I loved the parents could not stand the other teachers we did this in Illinois I mean you know strong union based you know teachers and. Couldn't eat in the same, you know, cafeteria area with them because I wasn't a tenured teacher. And so, you know, all, all of that stuff just kind of soured me to where I, I, I had a headhunter that gave me a call one day and said, I've got an opportunity for you if you'd want to try it. You know, as I, have you ever thought about selling commercial floor covering? Like, I have no clue what you're talking about, but how much does it pay? And he, he immediately in one day doubled my salary. You know, gave me a car allowance, and all I had to do was go around and say hi to people, and build a relationship with them, and have them buy what I was selling. off like, that's easy, no problem. I mean, I got—I had to get 20 kids to like me every single day. If I could do that, <laughs> I mean, this is this is stupid nuts. I can do this. So um, I, I did. I, I sold I sold commercial flooring for a lot of different companies for a while. Um, all of probably Mohawk being the last one that I represented. Uh, learned a lot of great experience but I think I also learned too that I wanted to be a good dad and a good husband and that career didn't allow me to do it I was gone all the time um, put in situations that probably weren't the best for a young kid that was making a lot of money and you know and, and, and made that decision that I, I I was willing to make a lot less if I got the chance to be with my family and that's when I took a job working with goodwill and I worked for a few years with a goodwill running their um, retail divisions in um, central Illinois and then eventually in the Chicago um, Milwaukee area. And yeah you know, just enjoyed that but uh, again, I, I it taught me that sometimes and I don't think I don't say this bad, but I think people need to realize when you don't play well in the sandbox with others, I think that's that's something that you need to admit to yourself. And I mean for me, I, sitting in corporate America, I mean I, I was doing I, I wanted to do this and I want to do that and I was you know, and I kept being told, stay in your own lane. Don't do that. I was like, well, no, but my, my business is affected by what they do and they're not doing their job. So I'm going to do their job and it's going to make my business. But no, you can't do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with them separately. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and I just, I couldn't understand that for the life of me. And I kept getting in trouble. And yeah, and, and it just got to the point where I was, I need to do something different. I need to do something that is mine. And at the end of the day, I have to look in the mirror and I don't have a CEO that's telling me what to do. I don't have, I, I have to look at myself and say, you succeeded today or you failed today, you idiot. Why? And what are you going to do tomorrow to make that different? And that's what I, that's, I, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Then the question was just, what do I do? And it was actually my mother in law, I'll give her credit. She said, you need to go into insurance, Dirk. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, no, not. Not insurance. I mean, those are the guys that you know. That's Ned Ryerson yeah. from Groundhog Day. You know, I'm not. I'm not you know, like I'm not, I don't. I don't want to do that. Those guys are hated. She said, you "No, know, tell me an insurance guy that you don't know. You, 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 you were with State Farm at the time, and you know, I mean, your agent is duck hunting two months out of the year. He's, you know, I mean, they're they're, they're living great, and and you know, that's what you want to do. So I was like, all right, well, I I wouldn't mind duck hunting two months out of the year. So let's look at that and." That's when we finally got to just kind of doing the research, and and you know I I knew that this is a great opportunity. It's a business that is somewhat recession proof, just because people do always need what you have to offer, and if you can align yourself with a company that gives people that value,
0: then you're always going to be needed. I've heard that blueprint that he just said for a minute and a half somewhere. I'm thinking, where have I heard? Damn it, I'm going to run my own life.
1: Yep. <laughs> That I, long, uh,
0: the lot of how she got where she is today, same thing. Yeah.
1: I have worked myself out of every job I ever had because I was too bossy. I was always implementing new <laughs> systems and processes and making things better. And when people would say, don't do this, uh-uh, that yeah. was not, <laughs> that was not the thing. Yes. If you tell me not to do something, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, you're gonna push. I am going to absolutely make that happen. So... I completely agree with, with your mindset and also the struggles that come from trying to put yourself, you know, it's like putting a round peg in a square hole because I did not fit in the corporate world. I excelled there, but I was never fully happy. Being in business for myself, so much better.
0: And I don't know with you, it sounds like you two a lot. The way we are is the goals are roughly the same. The values are the same. But what I've li- what I noticed early on working with Trinity, and by the way, I left the pest control world <laughs> to go work with her. That's the connection we had. But the speed of pace you want to move and the goals and the visions and everything. If you have one, if one of you is like, man, I'm fired up, ready to go. And the other one goes, I'll be back with you on Friday. I mean, that's going to last about an hour and a half. And that's one of the things that we connected with. And you don't talk about it, but you just see it. You, when we're together, the enthusiasm rate, we raise each other's levels up because we get fired up on stuff and we want to achieve this, and it's hard to find people like that.
2: It is. It is. So many people are not driven, and again, that's the thing. We're both very competitive in, in all that we do, So, and I usually beat him at a lot of things. So. <laughs> just, just rock climbing at rush hour, that's all. And go-karting. Well, and, yeah, and, you I mean,
3: you, I've got about 40 pounds on you, so I'm not going <laughs> to use that as an excuse, but...
0: It you should be able to just shove his cart out of the way if you've you, got the inside. You think it yeah. works like that. But
3: I'll, I'll go through the aerodynamics of a fat person driving a cart <laughs> some
1: other time. <laughs> That's bullshit because I've won a lot of go-kart races when I've been the biggest person. But go-karts
3: love you, women. Thank I've got women flying mm-hmm. by me. They're just, you know, trust me. I, I just, it, it's, Ampl- I don't know. It, it's probably mm-hmm. my hair. I have way too much hair you, for aerodynamics. Yes. drag, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: should shave. I think that would be good.
2: that's (laughs) it. But that's interesting. That's back to your earlier point. So not, you know, playing necessarily well with others in the sandbox. So, you know, I come from an opposite place. You know, I'm very coachable, trainable, and, you know, do function well in a corporate environment. I was born an entrepreneur. You know, you just know those things. So lemonade, Kool-Aid stand, um, anything to make a dollar. You know, blow pops at Costco, right? Selling those in school until, you know, I got a report sent home. And actually was fortunate enough to own my own business for five years and then decided to move my family to the Carolinas. So I found myself back in, you know, the corporate business, which I had been before being self employed and just prayed about it, dreamed about it, and you know, here we are today. Seven weeks in now at this point.
1: That's it.
2: Seven weeks. It seems like a lot longer.
3: Greatest time to open up a business together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? That's
0: gonna be a great story in about five years. Yeah. The first person walks up to you guys to tell you how hard things are. You two are just laying (laughs) into
2: it. Oh, and ironically, with State Farm, so before we actually ever met each other or knew each other, I had gone through their whole program. You know, when I was in the bank, they had reached Mm -hmm. out similar way, LinkedIn. I went through the whole training program, and right as he had walked out on his agency and said, hey, I've had enough, the recruiter called and said, hey, we have an agency in Clayton. (laughs) Do you want to, you know, look at it? And uh, so, yeah. That was crazy. What are the odds, right? (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) comment.
0: Well, Good thing I didn't go there. That's right. right. Let's Um, put it that way. I always listen for a line to title the show. So I always wait for the guest. We wait for the guest to say something. So do you play well with others in the sandbox? Mm -hmm. Title of this episode. But there's a lot to be said for that. The more small business owners we work with and come across, it's funny to see how they got to be a small business owner. Because a lot of times... Nothing in their past told you they were going to own their own business, whatever it is. So it's funny how people end up, I mean, you got, what, six small business owners in the room here? So Absolutely. what gets people to the same place? And again, what got you two to meet? Would you have met a year later? Would we have met a year later? If she doesn't join our BNI chapter, we likely may have never met.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have met Mike if it wasn't for BNI yeah. because as I was networking through the BNI universe, which is a pretty tight-knit community, everybody kept telling me, you have to, Mike Manning, have you met Mike Manning? Like you have to meet Mike Manning. And I was like, who the hell is this yeah. guy? And why have I not met him yet? You better and be then, worth it. Yes, right? <laughs> then I didn't know I'd wind up married to my work husband.
0: But the And I'm a big point in time where a decision is made that people go this way, you meet a spouse, you get a job, all the stuff like that. If the chapter, boy, this is recorded, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Let's just say if the realtor before her wasn't no longer in the chapter, if I said that correctly, she would have never been in it and we likely would have never met. It just, it's funny how, again, you guys, you go to a networking event and you run across and all of a sudden you talk for two minutes and go, so I love those moments in time that again, my first job out of college was at the University of Texas. So I, I grew up in Raleigh, went to school at Tennessee. My first job's in Austin, Texas. And who do I meet there? My wife. Went to Texas in eighty three, left in eighty left in ninety three with a wife and two sons. So I mean who knew? So that's awesome. Love and, those stories.
2: And to toot your horn there, or toot your horn there, Miss Trinity. You know, again, same thing with you. You know, networking ninja. I mean, mm-hmm. again, everybody's yeah. like, how do you not know Trinity? How do you not know Trinity? So I mean, again, <laughs> coming from what you said to Mike, you everybody knows you in the in the community. So you're quite the networker yourself.
1: I believe in collecting good humans. (laughs) And that is what I slay. I mean, you could put me in any industry as long as I can work based off of the relationships I have with others. And the reason that I absolutely love running a business and working by referral is because Mm -hmm. I get to choose the people that I surround myself with. Mm The people that have the best attitudes, I'm a learner, I find that people that love to learn and love to read and love, you know, their families, and these are the people that I'm just naturally gravitate to. And once I find those people, such as yourself, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I could sit down and have coffee with Scott and we could talk about life and business and things for hours on end if you let us or if we had the time to do it. And that is one of the coolest things about being an entrepreneur is that you get to pick who you work with and who you surround yourself with.
0: She's got four groups of people she's collected. So it's funny her little, but you have to follow her. You got to know the the nuances of her Facebook pages and who's what this group was this Friday night. And next week we're playing, uh, what's the, what's the app on zoom you guys do?
1: Oh, house party. Yeah.
0: House party with another group and, Oh, yeah, it's, she collects people. She's yeah. honest about that.
1: And, you know, my wedding was the testament to oh. the people that I collect. I love to introduce to each other because they would not have crossed paths for any other reason other than I'm the mutual connector point for them. And watching my multiple groups of friends and family and acquaintances and all come together and get along with each other, and now they're friends after getting to know each other. And really the only thing that they had in common was friendship with me.
0: There was the hippie group, the tattoo group, and the corporate group. And Mm -hmm. everybody just met at the pool and, hey, how are you doing? They're just laughing, having a drink, throwing to each other in the pool. It was I know. You would
1: think with as many friends and my family connection to, like, one of the best tattoo parlors in Mm -hmm. the world that I would have a tattoo
0: I've never asked. I don't ask ladies. Yeah, no. um, Agent tattoos. I
1: I just don't think I could ever commit to choosing just one thing to put on my body because it would, I would three months from now regret it.
0: Is it Dina? Dina. Yeah. Um, You don't want a sleeve or the leg or. or I love her tattoos. I love
1: looking at them, but man, I could just never do it.
0: Would your mom let you?
1: Yeah. They -hmm. wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. Her dad was a cool
0: maybe hippie. earlier they would have. But her yes. her dad her dad walks her down the aisle. He's got the hat on and the jacket and the boots. He was sharp. It was yes. a good look.
3: Because I think once you find that tattoo that means something to you, that's right. And you have to have it. That's when you get it. So I mean, if if you don't have one yet, it's just because you haven't gotten that one idea that you have to have on you that you have to have life. on your
1: body.
0: Yeah, oh, you need a honey badger one then.
1: See, but do I really want a honey badger tattooed on my body somewhere? No. See, for me, that like would me, be I, so I've weird.
0: Got, I've got
3: the verse Joshua 24 15. So, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So, it's just a constant reminder when I look at it, you know, on what path I decide to go. So, I always, I, that's something that I want to be on my body. Right. So, so yeah,
2: I think you know when it's time. Yeah. If you can find something significant enough to, yeah. yeah. It's it, like you said, it's a permanent thing, right? Right. So, that's why yeah. I don't
1: have one yet. And when I commit to something, I commit 110%. So yeah. Ooh, that'd be scary. I almost got a tattoo in college. And mm-hmm. I lived in Malaga, which is the city of fountains. My
0: grandson. If oh. I did anything, yeah. it would be. But I don't it, know about yeah, faces c- on bodies. <laughs> right? You know? A picture of
1: Oliver. And then what? how do you? I mean, you could always tattoo his birthday or something. I could do that. Yeah. That's true. That yeah, because be you'd have to that, change
2: it quite a bit. You know, right as, as he ages, I don't think. know, yeah, man. Yeah. He's not gonna get much cuter, dude. <laughs> <now. laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. But uh,
0: so seven weeks, what have you learned? Oh, man, where do we start? Give me, give me, give me two. As far let's just go, okay, just in general, what have you learned working with someone? Well,
3: I think it, it's it's the same things that I've learned for being married for you know 20 plus years. Um, if my, my wife is listening for, for 22 years, I just want to you know, I do know exactly how long I've been married. Um, I, I think. <laughs> It's it's something where, you know, you, you do need to be able to, you know, communicate and you do need to be able to, you know, give and take and, and realize that you're you're two different people, both with really good things right. that you bring to to this marriage or to this business. Mm. And I think that's probably the best thing that we've that we've learned, is, at least on my end, is, you know, I'm my, my wife will admit I'm 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 very difficult sometimes to work with. I'm, I'm very this is what I'd like to do. Let's do it, you know, and, and, you know, realizing sometimes that there are other opinions that need to go into it. So, I mean, but that's, that's the cool thing about it is that it it does help you be better and, 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 you know, you just have to continue to keep working at it and communicate.
1: You and I are so similar. It's (laughs) kind of freaky. (laughs)
2: My way or no way, or yes. My way I'm or like
1: it's like looking in a in a little mirror over and here. So right across from each other, yeah. Too, we're yeah. sitting across each other. I'm like, oh, Probably fitting, it speaking, out totally. <laughs> you're speaking my language. It's yeah. We play a awful. good thing,
3: but still. You well, know, I mean, it's, it's just it,
1: I understand because it's such a it's such a strength, <laughs> but it's also like our greatest weakness is because it can be a blind spot by. Yeah you know, going down and thinking that, oh, this is the best. Sometimes I'll all of a sudden see somebody do something that say, say it was like a little task that took me five minutes. And then all of a sudden they do it in like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been wasting four (laughs) and a half minutes minutes for my entire (laughs) life because I just didn't open my eyes to the fact that there was a different, better way to do this.
2: Sure. Sure. But we do have a coach. So again, we decided very quickly, you know, on that that was necessary. So we do have a marriage counselor, if you will. That's, that's fantastic. Probably I like that. Like that. Better. Weekly yeah. coaching yeah. sessions. Mm-hmm. And that's Brooke Swindle oh, Burns. Okay. Yes, yes, she's amazing. She is amazing. We but love Brooke. But it matters, right? It does. It does. It's it does. We each have one. Yeah. Yep. So,
0: it, yep. it, But it matters. But It's okay. And we try to tell people that you should have a coach. You should have a mentor, somebody you can call because and it, all my analogies are sports related. See, Brady's got a quarterback coach. What sports? Yeah, really. Tiger, it'll come back one day and your kid you'll yeah. Your kids will love it one day. So Brady's got a quarterback coach. Tiger's got a swing coach. Right. Serena's got a swing coach, right? Or fitness coach. I've got nutritionists.
2: Like, why would you not want to you know. It's the it's a most important thing, and then I've got yeah. Woolwin Port um, with Joseph Solomon yep. Management Consulting as my uh, personal coach. Yeah. So, and
0: I did the webinar with him and Sarah the other day. Yeah, that was good. He's the first, he's I'd, phenomenal. Yeah, I'd not met him before virtually or in person. So, but he was, he was good. That's some good stuff he was throwing
2: out there. So, well, we got two of the best.
1: I am looking forward to talking more about all the other things you do for personal professional development on our next episode, which. Hang in there with us because it's going to be a wild ride.
0: We thank uh, Scott Rutter and Dirk Miracle with Goosehead Insurance. You can go to Goosehead.
3: What's your website? Gotthegoose.com. Gotthegoose.com.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. I like the rebranding you guys are doing on this stuff. So gotthegoose.com. And you can write insurance in how many states?
3: Uh, well, we can write through almost every single state through our partners, but right. we can personally write in Florida, Illinois, and North Carolina.
0: All right. So we can you write in Europe because we're big in Europe? We cannot write in okay. Europe. Okay. Yeah. Not yet. Not in yet. the states you can write? We can write in the states. Okay, folks, yeah. if you're listening, got the goose, these guys will, will shoot straight with you. And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.